to Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we talk more about the Disney Park Pass reservation system and some of the news related to the Disney Parks reopening. You can find all episodes of the podcast at DisneyDecipher.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. Shout out and thanks to Yeppers123 for your recent review. If you're interested in bonus content, you can check us out on Patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered. Or if you're looking to plan a Disney vacation, I'd be happy to help you plan your vacation at no cost to you email me josephchung at travelmation.net connect with the podcast anytime disneydeciphered at gmail.com at www.deciphered on twitter or on our facebook page Disney Decipher. thanks and enjoy the show hi i'm joe from as the joe flies and i'm leslie from trips with tykes Welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So last Wednesday, I released a short episode about using the new Disney Park Pass reservation system. I have had a lot more experience with it since then. Plus, there's been a lot of breaking news. So, you know, we wanted to give you the information that we know right now that can help you plan or not plan your upcoming trips. So we're going to do a little switcheroo of the seats. And Leslie, uh, why don't you take the helm? Okay, it's been another week of drinking from the fire hose that is Disney news, so (laughs) let's definitely dive into the Park Pass system. So just for those folks who didn't hear last week's episode, why don't you just give us a brief little overview of what Park Pass is so we can start from there. Basically, when you go to Disney World, and I think Disneyland is going to be the same, you have to reserve a park day. Uh, so there's no park hopping right now. But like, let's say you have a four-day trip. You have to say, I am going to Magic Kingdom on this day, Epcot on this day, Hollywood Studios on that day. And there are a certain number of reservations. And when they sell out, you won't be able to go to that park on that certain day. And it works really – the tech – has obviously been built off of the FastPass Plus system, and it works the same way. You like choose your party, and then you know you choose your dates. Uh, and instead of making FastPass Plus reservations, you're just making reservations for park days. So one important thing to know is that you have to make these yourself. A travel agent can't do it for you because you have to sign or check off that you've read a COVID-19 waiver when you're making these park pass reservations. So you have to do this yourself online. It was pretty rough. This week, uh, with the servers being slammed, but it's mostly smoothed itself out. If you have issues, you know, like um, you think that your ticket, you should be able to make, you think that you should be able to make reservations, but the system's not allowing you, then travel agents can call for that for you. And I would recommend using one so that you don't have to stay on hold for, I don't know, I think I was on hold for eight hours this past week. And that's a low amount as far as travel agents go. But Other than that, you know, you can book it online as long as you don't have problems. It should be um, pretty easy peasy. So I guess the question that everybody wants to know is just how quickly are things selling out at each park? What was your experience and what did you see? Like I said before this came out, I think we both said this, you know, I did not expect parks to sell out except for on hot dates like uh, Christmas, holidays, stuff like that. Actually, Christmas and the holidays, they still have not sold out at all yet the only park that is kind of consistently selling out is hollywood studios and i read a really interesting disney tourist blog post that kind of explains this and it makes sense you know especially with a lot of the shows and hollywood studios closed and stuff like that there's not like a huge capacity for people so he was estimating that like they might only let like eight thousand people into hollywood studios so hollywood studios have been selling out but Parks like Magic Kingdom and Epcot, they can take a lot of people. You know, they haven't been selling out at all. And so that hasn't been an issue. In terms of a tip that comes 
out of that, when you are making your Park Pass reservations, always start with Hollywood Studios. Make sure you get that out of the way first and then work your way to the other parks after that. I would say that Animal Kingdom is probably the second one you want to get just again in terms of capacity and then probably Magic Kingdom and then Epcot last. But, you know, just make sure you get those Hollywood Studios ones down and then you probably don't have to worry too much. Yeah, I read that same article from Disney Tourist Blog, and it makes a lot of sense. And I do wonder sort of whether Hollywood Studios is going to be the choke point in terms of just human beings and bodies because of the way the pathways are laid out and the fact that everybody is going to want to use this as an opportunity to go to Toy Story Land or Galaxy's Edge. And it's going to be interesting to see the operations of that park in particular in action. So stay tuned. So... I know last week when they released the reservation slots, there were essentially three different releases for people differently situated. So sort of how did that work out and did it lead to any weirdness? Because I know you have an annual pass, but people in your in your family don't and just have regular tickets, right? Yeah, it's weird. So there are three different buckets of availability. And it does seem like Disney is treating these buckets separately. I mean, maybe they have some kind of interplay. There's an easy to use availability calendar on the Disney website for what parks have reservation capacity open. And if you look at that availability calendar, there seems to be three different buckets of availability. The three groups are people with on-site hotel reservations, annual pass holders, and then other ticket holders. And these three groups seem to have three different buckets of availability. It's just weird. For example, as an AP holder, a lot of July is already booked up. So I should take this, I should take back what I said. Things aren't selling out, but it depends on what bucket you're in. Because AP holders, if I wanted to go in July, it would be really hard for me to get a reservation in July right now. However, if I had a hotel stay or if I just had a non-AP ticket, like a regular ticket, then there is availability for me to make these park reservations. So it's like really kind of complicated and you can kind of understand why Disney did this, but it just practically kind of makes no sense. Yeah, that's totally weird. And hopefully Disney will combine the buckets at some point. I mean, just to sort of make it there's there's availability or there's not availability because, yeah, that makes it pretty challenging for families who have kind of a, a hybrid <laughs> of tickets and APs and, you know, all of that. So what was your overall success, both as a attendee yourself and, you know, what did you hear about your clients? Yeah, so... You know, a lot of my clients uh, managed to make their reservations. There was like a lot of weird things that happened. So, you know, let me give you an example of why this whole bucket thing is like pretty backwards. If I had an on-site hotel reservation for the opening as an AP holder and I missed my chance to get my reservation before it sold out, then as an AP holder, if I had canceled my on-site hotel reservation, I would have been able to make a ticket reservation. Whereas if I had an on-site hotel reservation, it was being used against me. So there's like all these kind of weird things that keep happening. Now, like I said, like as an AP holder right now, I can't book in July, but if I could somehow make Disney forget about my AP and just buy like regular tickets, I guess you can't buy tickets right now, but if I had regular tickets, then I could go in July. So there's like a lot of weird things going on right now. In terms of my clients, uh, most of them were pretty successful a couple of interesting data points that might be helpful to people. Listener Kyle F. told me that he has an annual pass that's not activated yet, but even with a non-activated annual pass, as in the clock has not started ticking on his annual pass yet, he was able to make uh, the three annual pass reservations that are allotted for annual pass holders, which we'll get to that in a second. And then another listener, Brennan A., he is not staying 
on Disney property, but he's staying at Disney Good Neighbor Hotels. Originally online, he was only able to make three days worth of tickets, but then when he called, he was able to you know make ticket reservations for his entire stay. So if you call... It does seem like they have a lot of power to do a lot of things. Um, you just have to kind of get the right agent who is willing to jump through these hoops for you. Got it. And of course, uh, spend a lot of time waiting on hold. But, you know, it's not so bad. The music's nice, right? It gets grating. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to I'm not gonna go through my song and dance about hold shenanigans. But let's just say that if you're at your parents' house and they use internet for their phone, don't have multiple people like your kids and wife streaming while you're on the phone call because it might get cut off and you might have to start over. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> it was pretty It was pretty bad, but it was also pretty funny. My, my family kept being like, you're on hold again? It is what it is. One thing I found out that was very kind of weird is that if you are an annual pass holder, you either get three reservation days or you get Reservation days equal to the number of days you have as an on-site hotel stay. So I had this situation where I have two on-site hotel stays booked 10 days worth. But after I'd booked my AP reservations for those 10 on-site hotel days, I couldn't book three extra. So for annual pass holders, they're giving you this kind of either-or situation. Again, if you call the right agent uh, and you get the right agent, you might be able to get those extra three annual pass reservations. But you know, right now, it's like, the advantage of being an annual pass holder is not as great as you might think it would be. So one way to get around these things is um, you can book a hotel stay for the days that you want to go and then cancel it later. That's one thing you can think about. But the system is very weird right now. They're prioritizing on-site hotel stays. So if you have on-site hotel stays, you can book the days that you want. But it gets like uh, my spreadsheet is getting pretty complicated. Have you tried to book a hotel stay, then book the reservations, and then cancel that hotel stay? Have, do you, have you heard of anybody losing the reservations as a result of that happening? Yeah, I haven't heard anyone losing it yet. I suspect that that is not going to happen right now. It took them like years to figure out that people were doing that with the FastPass system. And so my guess is, although I don't have any proof either way, is that they're not going to be able to... Um, shut people down for that right now. I should read what the Disney website actually says. It says annual pass holders can make theme park reservations for up to three days at a time or for their length of stay if staying at a Disney resort or other select hotel. So if you have that Disney resort stay, you should be fine. So anyway, closing that out, I'll just say this one more time for AP holders. If there are days that you want to make reservations for that you can't get right now, I would say just book a on-site hotel stay for those days right now and decide later whether you want to actually keep that hotel stay or not. It's not like a perfect solution, but I think that's the best solution for what's kind of going on right now. And I think these things will work themselves out over the next couple of months or so. All right. Well, a lot of other things were happening other than just the reservation system. So what's going on now with the status of sales for future vacations? So you still cannot buy tickets and hotels for 2020. However, you can buy tickets and hotel packages for 2021. This includes good neighbor hotels. We still have no word when they're going to open things up for 2020. I'm thinking seeing like how demand has been for these park pass reservations. And like I said, they have not been selling out. I'm thinking they will put things back on sale again soon, but we will have to see. Yeah, my money's on th that they'll at least wait until the parks open to sort of put things back on the on the market. But yeah, we'll see. So closing out this probably quite confusing section 
I live and breathe this stuff and I still like kind of get confused. I thought, you know, it'd be just easy to like kind of give advice to people in different categories. So just to make it simple, this is our general advice. If you have an on-site hotel and tickets right now, make your park pass reservations right now. If you have tickets only, make your park pass reservations right now. And if you have an on-site hotel, but no tickets, then I would say just sit tight. Don't panic. I'm pretty sure the tickets will go on sale and I don't think it's going to sell out and you'll get a chance to make your park pass reservations later. Great tips, Joe. All right. Let's move over to the other coast and the news happening there because we got the very, very sad news for me at least that Disneyland is not going to open as planned. The planned opening date of July 17th was imperiled essentially because the state has not issued regulations yet for theme parks. And Disney put out a statement that said, you know, the governor's office told us that we won't hear until after July 4th. So that's not enough time for us to bring our cast members back. So what do you think? I guess I'm not surprised considering the data that was coming out. What I am not clear of because I've been so steeped in Disney World is what's going on. Like downtown Disney was supposed to open July 9th and the hotels were also supposed to open like July 23rd or whatever. I know it's after when Disneyland was supposed to open, but they were going to open their hotels. Any word on that from Disney? So downtown Disney is opening July 9th as planned. So that's just in a totally different bucket because it's like in the malls bucket or, you know, shopping or retail bucket in terms of how the state is issuing regulations. So that is opening July 9th. That approval is guaranteed as I understand it. And the hotels are also a question mark. So the 23rd date is off the table. I mean, I suppose if the delay is short, that date could be back on the table, but Again, it may have to do with lead time, you know, needing a certain amount of weeks to get cast members back up to speed and on property and trained and all of that. So that's a question mark. You know, we just really don't have any sense as to when we're going to get a new date from Disneyland. I mean, the governor's office keeps hinting that theme parks are still a ways off. And of course, you know, you've probably seen the numbers. California has seen a fairly modest increase in cases. So the trend line is not in the right direction, although we are, you know, overall doing better than than Florida is at the moment. Yeah. And Southern California is like even worse than the rest, right? Yeah, Southern California is where the hotspot is for all of California. But even still, I mean, it's it's not been that exponential increase, but it has been a substantial increase. I mean, I guess we will see. And I mean, that kind of brings me to ask, you know, what do you think about Disney World still planning on opening on July 11th? Both Disney World and DeSantis, uh, the governor, seem to be saying, you know, full steam ahead. And, you know, I was just wondering what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I guess I'm not surprised because, you know, they sort of made the commitment and I think they do want to just keep following through with it. It's much easier to sort of pull out the way, you know, given what happened at Disneyland. But I am surprised just sort of given where the numbers are. And we're recording this on a Sunday, we're releasing it on a Wednesday, and things may be very different in even four days time in Florida. And so by the time we come back next week, who knows where the numbers will be and whether that will affect affect things. So yeah, I don't know. What is your what is your thinking, Joe? Is could this be derailed? Yeah, I do not think it will be derailed. I will in a minute say whether I think it should be derailed or not, but I don't think it will be derailed. I thought so some of the union leaders of the cast members unions were kind of starting petitions to get the reopening delayed, but then I saw pictures of some of the same union leaders or maybe it was a different union. They were like in Magic Kingdom checking out what Disney had going on for the reopening plans. 
You know, I do think Florida is a concern right now. I'm sure very few people who listen to this podcast follow the NWSL, which is the Women's Professional Soccer League. But their team, the Orlando Pride, had to pull out of their tournament that they're having in Utah right now because a bunch of them went to a nightclub, which is open in Orlando right now, question mark. But they went to a nightclub and then like six of the team members um, all tested positive for COVID-19. So it does seem like there's a lot of cases happening in Florida right now. And with each successive day, at least this past week, the numbers have gotten worse. Um, And so that... I mean, that gives me pause. However, it seems like the union is okay with it now. And if the union is not going to cause a fuss, you know, I don't see what's going to derail Disney World from reopening. And on the counter side, you know, I read this article in the New York Times, which makes sense. You know, a lot of these cast members are having trouble making ends meet and stuff like that. So in a lot of ways, Disney World needs to reopen just I'm not going to get into too much, but I think Florida's unemployment system has not been that great, and which is why these cast members have been struggling, and so they kind of need these jobs. So I can see why Disney World's reopening, but I'm not sure, you know, at least in the public health sense, it's the ideal time. Yeah, and don't forget the, the extra $600 for pandemic unemployment from the federal government expires at the end of July. So, you know, I'm sure that's also playing into the, you know, the circumstances for the employees and the unions, because that's not around for much longer, most likely. Yeah, I don't think Disney World is going to get derailed. I think on balance, it probably should not get derailed. But I don't think it's an ideal situation. Like I think we could have been in a much better situation and felt much better about Disney World reopening right now than at least I do personally. Yeah. And one other question that I guess I have in my mind is, you know, I don't know the status of contact tracing in the state of Florida. I don't know how robust it is. You know, it's all over the map at different states right now. But presumably they have some contact tracing and maybe they've been able to track whether, say, Universal is the source of, you know, an outbreak and and just sort of see what the problem spots are with what's open. I mean, right now what we're hearing in the news is that the problem spots are the bars and the nightclubs and sort of young people getting together. And maybe that's not what they're worried about at Disney, which would make it a lower risk than some of the things they've already had opened. But that's just my speculation. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. And they have closed the bars now in Florida. That's a good thing in my mind. So in terms of my personal thinking about Disney World, I sincerely believe that if I were to go to Florida right now, Disney World and Universal, Disney Springs, like just the way these things have been handled. Like, I do believe that these theme parks, not SeaWorld though, sorry, SeaWorld, but Disney World and Universal are probably like some of the safest places to be in Florida right now. And also they are going to have a minimum of transmission. However, it's everything that kind of surrounds Disney World, like Orange County, like, you know, they just put in their mask requirement and hopefully people are taking that seriously. But so my worry would be, you know, everything around a Disney World trip. And so for me, I was thinking of coming in late July, but the way the numbers are, and if they keep going the way they are, like I'm going to totally scrap the idea of going in July and maybe have to even scrap my trip in September, which I said, you know, I was always confident that I was going to get to go on. It just doesn't feel responsible for me right now to come down all the way from Boston and then bring whatever I have here down there and then possibly get something down there and bring it back to here um you know to like there's a lot of vulnerable people uh, in my community and you know I don't want to expose them so that's where I am right now but it'll be tough to say and you know we'll see how the first couple of weeks go when Disney does reopen 
Yeah, fair enough. I guess I'm already on record about the fact that I'm not going just because of the distance cross country. Um, one other thing you probably have to think about, Joe, I mean, I, I saw earlier this week that New York, Connecticut, New Jersey have imposed a reverse quarantine on people visiting Florida. So I don't know whether Massachusetts would follow in that. So maybe you wouldn't be able to go unless when you returned, you quarantined for 14 days if, if that were to be implemented. Actually, that reverse quarantine killed my drive all the way from Boston and stop at my parents on the way plan because I wouldn't be able to stop at my parents on the way back. Well, I guess I could, but you know, I would feel like I was breaking the quarantine rules doing that. Yeah, that's right. So a lot of things to think about with all sorts of travel, um, including now with uh, Disney World as well. But yeah, I mean, I don't know when I'm going to feel comfortable going to Disney World. I still, of course, have that Disneyland trip at the end of September on calendar. But, you know, I think with each passing day, I get a little <laughs> less sure about it. I mean, it, at the very least, I am flying Southwest and Southwest has guaranteed empty middle seats through the end of September. So I can count on that for my flights. But you know, I'm watching Southern California cases carefully. I mean, Northern California has ticked up a little bit, but things are still mostly in control in Northern California and, and they're just not quite in Southern California. So that's playing into my decisions about traveling, even with at the intrastate level. Yeah. I do think from what we've seen from the Park Pass reservation and everything that there really are not going to be big crowds in Disney World in 2020. So if there is a lull in cases or if you feel comfortable going, and like I said, I do think there's going to be very little community transmission on Disney World premises themselves. It's just, uh, you know, what kind of exposure you have outside of that. So, you know, I think there is definitely a way, especially if you're in a drive state, to get to Disney World and do it fairly responsibly. But I just, from Massachusetts, I'm just, right now I'm not seeing how I could responsibly do it uh, for myself. But that's uh, just me. And like you said, things could be totally different on Wednesday by the time this releases. Yeah, fair enough. That's how exponential growth works and hopefully yes. exponential containment. That would be great. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. All right, Joe. Well, um, why don't we close it out today with a Disney do or don't? What do you got for us? All right, so... Such uncertain times. I just want to give us one Disney do that I know that I can count on. And that Disney do is if you have Disney Plus on July 3rd at 3 a.m. Eastern, wake up and watch Hamilton, the musical, the film, which is going to be on Disney Plus this Friday, July 3rd. I've been watching the trailer nonstop. It is going to be great. I've seen the show. I know you haven't seen the show, Leslie, but from Everything that the trailer shows and from everything I've read about how they film this thing, it is going to be as good or maybe even better than being at the show itself. And so it's just great that Hamilton is going to be accessible to so many people. So if you have Disney Plus or even just pay $8 for Disney Plus for one month, Hamilton, that's where you got to be on Friday, July 3rd. That's my Disney do. That's a great one. I'm super excited about it. I'm a history geek. My husband and I met in college in history classes. We both have degrees, but we've not seen it. And I mean, I guess I'm a little scared that it's been hyped so much that somehow it will be underwhelming, but I hope not. I hope not. If you have gotten this far in your life without listening to any Hamilton, when I finally went to go see it, like I told myself I would never listen to any of the music until I went to go see it. And I did not. And I am someone who am generally like a disbeliever in hype. Like I don't like things to get too hyped, but Hamilton lived up to the hype for me. So it is still only my second favorite musical behind Les Mis, but Hamilton is, it's going to be worth it. I think you'll be happy. I think it's worth the hype. All right. We'll find out next week, Joe. All right. 
we would love to hear your experiences with the park pass reservation system and whether you're thinking of going or thinking of canceling, you know, what are you thinking about your trip for Walt Disney world? Let us know Disney deciphered at gmail.com. And you can also connect with us at WDW deciphered on Twitter or on our Facebook page, Disney deciphered. Thank you everyone for listening. We really appreciate it. We are excited to see what the parks are going to look like. And you know, it's only a couple weeks to go. So we're looking forward to that. All right. Other than that, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me, Leslie, and I will see you. 12 midnight your time let's live stream hamilton together thanks joe hey mike glad you could join me for some great seafood me too wait why are you dressed in fishing gear you said we were going out to catch great seafood right yes to popeyes do you even know how to fish no i thought you did oh yeah i could catch pretty good seafood at popeyes let's go let popeyes do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood get popeyes flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone limited time at participating u.s restaurants <laughs>